Welcome to the Stronger Business Podcast, where we discover how to get stronger together. What is up, entrepreneurs? Welcome back to the Stronger Business Podcast. Oh my God, we have an epic episode for you today. Today's going to be awesome. So here's the thing. Our guest, the best at what he does, works for a company that's the best at what they do. They work with people to their top in their field. This is going to relate to all of you out there. I'm talking about certified personal brand specialist. Our guest today, he's a founding member of Brand Builders Group. He currently serves as the director of brand strategy. He is working and his group is working. I'm talking about high level, the entrepreneurs we all dream about. People like Kevin Harrington, Ed Milet, Amy Porterfield, Lewis Howes, Eric Thomas, John Gordon, New York Times bestselling authors, Hall of Fame keynote speakers. I could go on and on about how good these guys are at what they do, but that's not my job here. I'm here to ask the questions. Welcome to the podcast, Jeremy Weber. Oh man, Chad, thank you so much for having me, brother. Thank I mean Always, you know, it's nice to hear intros like that, but it also is just, you know, we we work with a lot of amazing people, but there's tons of people that, you know, are not household names and um and and those are the majority of our community. But I just love so much the work we get to do because it's helping good people have bigger impact through the the expertise that they have. So it's uh it's awesome to be with you, man, and and get to have a good conversation that hopefully brings a lot of value to your listeners. Absolutely. I think this this is an area and topic we have never touched on this podcast. And it's all about how to turn really your reputation and your personal brand into revenue. How do you monetize who you are and what you're the best at or what you're an expert in? And here's the super exciting thing about today is Friday. And in a couple of days, Jeremy, I kick off my journey with you and your group to learn how to fix all of my mess around personal branding. I am like a scattered spider web of personal brands of multiple businesses, multiple names. Some people don't even know what I do. Some people probably don't even know my real name or that I'm in the tax business. It's I am all over the place. So I am like laying it over to you guys here in a few days and say, hey, Jeremy, I need you to fix me and let's reel this thing in. Well, man, uh, I mean, first off, we're just so appreciative of the opportunity to help you, um, you know, and I know you're you're being, you know, critical of yourself there. I think we all, if we're being honest, there's there's always room for improvement. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, you've built a successful business, you know, very successful business. You've be- built a a well-known reputation, you know, through all the things you're doing. So, so yes, while, while there are some things we're going to want to help you dial in and tighten up to, to just scale and serve more people, right. You're, you've done a lot of things right too, right. If we're totally being honest. So I, I applaud you for just being a, you know, savvy entrepreneur and, and doing good work and taking care of people, right. That's what, so much of this is at the end of the day is being great at what you do and and being passionate about taking that expertise and trying to change people's lives for the better. And, um, you know, you do that really well. So, well, man, if, if nothing else, you know how to make people feel good because <laughs> me already. And I'll tell you, but I, you know, I, my my expectations, you know, is my bar is not really high. I mean, as long as you can 
turn me into Ed Milet in the next 12 months, I'm in, you know. No, yeah, no, no big deal. Just top ranking <laughs> podcast, you know, deal with Sirius XM, you know, you know, we'll, we'll get, that'll be about six months. We should have those things checked off the list. <laughs> I, I just want the pathway to be, you know, an eight figure entrepreneur in the next 12 months. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. No big deal. Right. <laughs> well, man, you have, you have been in the entrepreneur space. You have been a business owner. You're a founding member in what you guys do. How did you get into this? How did you all get so good at this? Tell me a little bit about kind of the backstory of what led us here. Yeah, man, it's a great question. So what's important to understand is, you know, I was and still am to a certain extent uh, a nerd, right? Uh, in, uh, in college, I studied computer science and actually my first, you know, kind of job right out of school was very much like programming and, you know, all these really technical things. And what was cool, though, is early on in my career, I realized that while I was good at the technical things, right, there, there were there were people that were nerdier than me that were better at that. Um, but I had something that they didn't have. And that was the ability to kind of like understand complex technical things, which I very much was schooled in that, etc. But really understand how to kind of communicate those that, that information to non-technical people like bridge that gap. And so pretty early on in my career, that set me down a path where I worked in the tech industry, but I was out really advocating for technology, the latest trends and best practices and people needed to understand to, to kind of get ahead of the game and, and be successful with implementing, you know, all this technology. And so... Um, what was cool is while at the time I didn't think of it as like building my personal brand, I was very much out there advocating for what I believed in, getting on stages, you know, talking in front of audiences, you know, et cetera. And I became pretty well known as a as like an expert in this kind of niche of technology that that I specialized in. Um, and so that kind of I'll fast forward through some of those details. But, um, yeah, I ultimately saw an opportunity in the market, uh, started my own tech company, you know, around some software that I brought to market, uh, ended up selling that company and coming on with the company that acquired my technology helping to grow that. So there was, you know, two or three kind of like business tran transitions in that time. But all throughout that phase of my career, I was very much somebody that one was very disciplined and focused on my craft. And so I was very good at it because I wasn't trying to be everything to everybody. I had really good results. Um, and I was so passionate about it that I wanted to go out and talk about it with people. So I was expanding my reach, right? I was reaching more and more people with insightful information, whether that was blogging or on social media or speaking at conferences. And all of this, you know, kind of, I'd probably say the, the pinnacle or kind of the highlight of my career at that time was, you know, getting to talk on stage uh, at the San Diego Convention Center. There was I mean, it's a pretty big venue if, if you've ever been to it. There were 15,000 people in the crowd, no telling how many it was streamed to. But um, but that was a big deal for me, right? And, um, and it was kind of like this, again, this pinnacle of all the work I had done to really be good and know what I'm talking about. I think we all know there's so many people that they may be well known and they love to talk, but there there's not much depth to it, right? Like if they get challenged and we don't need more of that. The reality is we got enough noise out there, but, but I really loved and believed in what I was doing and I was good at it. 
but I also wanted to share it, right? I was good at communication, so I wanted to talk about it. And all that led to me being more and more well-known and getting on bigger and bigger stages and all of this. And so what was cool is at that time, I was, again, not like trying to build my personal brand. I mean, like this was this was a minute ago. I'm a little bit older now. I'm 41. So so it's been a minute. And um, so this was like Twitter was coming online, you know, blogging. It was the early days of blogging and stuff. So like we weren't in the TikTok days and Instagram and, you know, like all the things. Right. It was still very, very early stage of all that. But, you know, what was cool is. I wasn't building a side hustle. I wasn't intentionally building my brand. I was advocating for what I believed in, but that awareness, that reach that I had was a huge catalyst for growth of our back end business, right? You know, people knew about me, but they, as part of knowing me, they also knew about the back end business that I was a partner in and was focused on trying to grow, right? I wasn't trying to build, become a paid speaker or author, right? I was just, trying to become well-known and use that to reach people and serve them, but then also use that to drive traffic back to our business and help us sell more products and services as a tech company, right? And so long story short, I had a couple, you know, what I would say God moments where I had a very clear vision for what I thought my career path looked like and, and God had a very different plan. And that led to some very abrupt, um, probably within a, uh, you know, a year and a half period. Um, I, I had kind of a big blow up with the partners at that company that led me to an abrupt exit, like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do now? Um, and then I started consulting and advising other businesses because I had just, you know, been in that industry so long that I was like, I don't know that I just want to go work for one company again. I want to start advising multiple companies on growth strategy and really how to use their thought leaders in the company as a mechanism to help them differentiate from competition and get on the radar of prospects or partners and all this stuff. So I kind of did this consulting stint for a little bit and then had another abrupt kind of, you know, surprise moment outside of my control that forced um, a group of about 10 of us to exit that company. And it was at that time that, you know, a group of us started Brand Builders Group. And that was about five years ago now. Um, and while we, you know, um, while we serve about, you know, between six and 700 clients right now and in international client base, you know, it's happened really quick, right? Like just five years into it, which is kind of crazy. But you know, if I go back five years ago, what you had is you had a group of people that one, were very savvy just with entrepreneurship, how to build businesses. We we also knew the best practices of sales. The company prior to Brand Builders Group was an eight-figure sales consulting company. So just like ninjas at how to do outbound sales. And then naturally ninjas at, at inbound marketing and specifically kind of this wrinkle of how to get people out there. So through my own journey, which I mentioned, and then Rory Baden, who's, um, you know, and his wife, AJ, who are part of, you know, the founding group, um, you know, New York Times bestselling authors, high paid Hall of Fame speakers. Right. So what's interesting is we were all of us were kind of using this tactic of personal branding as really just a growth hack or growth strategy for all of our prior businesses. And that was a big part of how we were able to be so successful. Um, and so as we were starting Brand Builders Group, it was like, well, we don't want to build a sales consulting company. We want to build like another marketing agency. What can we do that's different? 
And it was like, hey, let's let's be like a personal brand strategy firm. Let's help companies understand how to take one or more of their thought leaders or key people in the business and, and, and get them out there more. Again, not as a strategy to help them build a side hustle or exit, right? But as a as a strategy to drive more awareness and accelerate how they build trust with prospects and partners and ultimately drive traffic and growth of their back-end business. So, so that's been cool. So if we look at our client base now, it ranges from professional services firms like CPAs and lawyers and financial advisors, like those types of businesses to, you know, your typical personal brand business, like speaker, author, influencer type businesses. A lot of those people you mentioned at the beginning would fall in that category. Um, and then as you and I were talking in the beginning, um, we've been starting to penetrate like bigger accounts, like nine, 10 figure businesses, publicly traded companies looking at working with multiple members of their executive team or subject matter experts in the business. So, so that's what's cool is like this, what we do kind of runs alongside your typical sales and marketing strategy for any business. And we come in and just do do what we do on the personal side of things, but we got to make sure it's aligned with the overall growth strategy of the business. Otherwise, things start to break down and it can be counterproductive and that's not good for anybody. Man, I love that. And I had no idea you guys were only five years old. It is yeah. when you look at you know the level you built the company and your client list, it's like, oh my God, that, that's all that's been done in the last five years. That is amazing. And you you've been able to do it by tapping into, you know, practicing what you preach. It's like, Hey, yeah. we figured something out and how to do things and let's go out and teach other people. That's man. I love it. That's so awesome. And why I'm so excited to have you on today and also excited to work with you guys and, and just really awesome to see you've figured out something different. Cause there is a, and there's a thousand different sales companies and marketing companies and, you know, social media companies out there, but you guys, you guys take a different approach. It's, it's how to tap into the personal brand or reputation or things you've already built or building and how to leverage that from a monetization standpoint. And I think that's super cool in a time where that kind of transcend transcends roles or jobs or companies and, and can kind of carry with you and continue to, to provide value in a lot of different things. When, yeah. When you see somebody come in from an entrepreneur standpoint, somebody like me, for example, I mean, are most people just scattered? Is it they're just unfocused yeah. and just all over the place? Yeah. I mean, you know, is we pride ourselves in like what's what's the most efficient way to get you from where you are now to where you want to go. And we have like our four phase process we take clients through. But you know, before you even need to think about how do you, you know, what's the right way to do it, it's important to understand what's, why are most people struggling? <laughs> you know, like what, what's the biggest mistake? And you, you know, why, why, why most people don't quote unquote break through the wall. We call it breaking through the wall. And that just means that you're, you're well known, you're sticky, right? Like you're somebody that your ideal client thinks of when they think of, I need a tax professional or I need a financial advisor or I need a whatever, right? You're the, you're the person they think of, right? And why, and why most people don't quote unquote break through the wall and become kind of well known is exactly what you kind of alluded to. We call it, if you have diluted focus, you're going to get diluted results. And there is, there is so much noise out there in the world today that if you are not 
hyper-focused on one, what is truly unique about what we do as a business? And more specifically, what is truly unique about kind of the one or more people that are going to be kind of the advocates, like the people going out and representing the business. Um, and so really getting clear on what's different about us from the competition, right? Like we maybe all offer financial planning services, but what's really different about us? Why should people work with us for so-and-so, right? So there's a little bit of that. So how do we uniquely position ourselves in the market? But then you, but then you have to say, all right, now let's make sure all of these sales and marketing activities that go on in the business are are hyper aligned with that and it's it's until you get that alignment and thus the reinforcement of that unique market positioning that you can actually start to kind of get traction and start kind of like showing up on people's radar and they're like man i'm hearing from chad and like i hear from chad more and more and he's consistent with what he's saying and all these things support each other and it's you know and then it's like before you know it it's like I don't need Chad to remind me what he does. Like I think of Chad because he's showing up in all these ways. He's very clear and consistent with his messaging and what he does. I know what he stands for. I know he's different, right? And and I feel, and this is the kicker, I feel like I have a real relationship with him, right? Like, and that's that's where the personal thing comes in. You know, people don't transact with businesses at the end of the day, right? The business is the container, of course, and that's why we still want to market and brand the business, of course. But at the end of the day, people do business with people. And and if and we all know it, like this goes back as far as we know, like building real relationships with people, building real trust with people. That's the foundation of of people trusting you to give you money, right? And so that's where when we weave this personal branding like into the overall business strategy, it's frankly just a way to accelerate how you build trust at scale. And um, and that to me is like, that's a game changer. And, and the businesses that embrace it are going to be the ones that have a competitive edge and get ahead and the ones that are like, don't that dismiss it, right? Well, you know, it'll before long, you'll embrace it, right? It'll be usually when when you're like behind the ball a little bit. So, so yeah, I think that's that's you know. But if but at the end of the day, if if you're scattered and and I think just to kind of go back to you specifically, not to pick on you, but it's like you feel done, free have at it. Use me as anything. But you know, if we look at everything you got going on, which is great, like you you have your core business, you have your stronger business brand, you have your events that you've you've put on, like you have a lot of these great initiatives. But at the end of the day, if there's not intentional alignment between all of them, right? Where where one thing is reinforcing the other thing and the other thing, and they're all designed to go after kind of a, an ideal client or strategic other people that help you get to your ideal client, you know, like that's where stuff can end up being like, I feel like we're doing a lot and we're spending a lot of money and a lot of time, but we're not getting a lot of exciting results out of it. And so frankly, that's where people spin their wheels and they just kind of, they're all over the place. So they never break through the wall and, and then they don't end up having the impact they're capable of having and don't build as, as successful of a business as they're capable of building too. So, um, so yeah, focus is key, man. I mean, like, you know, we, we, that's the through line for us, right? Is like, if you're not willing to focus and we say the focus has to happen on like 
the result side of the equation. Like you got to be disciplined and focused and be, and thus be great at what you do. And then you also have to be focused on the reach side of the equation. You know, how do you intentionally try to get out there and reach more people and break through all the noise uh, so that you can take your expertise and deliver it at scale to a lot of people. So, um, so that's cool. Like we call that the reputation formula results times reach equals your reputation. And so you really need to be mindful of both of those sides of the equation to, you know, to have as big impact as, as possible. Yeah. And I think for all of us that, that really are passionate about what we do, it's all about impact. How do we reach more people? How do we have a bigger impact? I mean, it's awesome, you know, to make more money or to be more recognizable or have more Instagram followers or whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, it's all about impact and helping people just change their lives through what we're doing, what we're experts in. And that's that's what I, I love about figuring out how do how do we grow this? And, I, and it's interesting, man. God, as entrepreneurs, we're our own worst enemy. <laughs> like our ego gets in the way. It's I am 20 something years into this and I'm finally starting to see how my hard-headed approach has has been my my biggest place holding me back for the last 20 years because we're like oh man Jeremy and his group they don't I'm different they don't understand my business or they don't understand you know what all I got going on or you know I can handle all this stuff and it's like man you can I I hired a, a business coach who's turned out to be a great friend of mine a couple of years ago and uh she had me repeat over and over. I wrote it down, had to like put it on the dash of my car, put it on my mirror at home. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. And that mm -hmm. has been like my repeating motto to keep me focused. I, I'm about to tell you something to probably make you break out in hives, Jeremy. My <laughs> um, career and education, you know, I own a tax firm. I'm in the tax and accounting business. 80% of what I do is around that. We work crazy long hours during tax season. And then like a switch, it drops, my workload drops like 70%. And I don't idle very well. So that gives me an opportunity to do other things. Man, I have owned, I think, 22 different businesses over, I mean. Holy, I've, I've 22? Them, I, 22. I've bought them. I've sold them. I've, I've had Holy massive God. failures. I've had massive successes. All while keeping my day job and running tax <laughs> firms and things. And so- I for 20 something years, I've been my own worst enemy of like dabbling in all sorts of stuff and being unfocused and then thinking, Hey man, I, I don't, people don't understand me in my business. I can't pay for somebody to help me. But then here you guys come along and at a good time for me where I'm getting some good advice and coaching from people way smarter than I am. And I'm starting to see like, and everybody does this a little different than I'm doing it and they know what they're doing. And then one conversation with you, you started talking about, you know, it's, it's strategy. It's a strategy system. Like it's, we're not reinventing the wheel here. This formula works for everybody. You just have to follow it and be willing to plug into yeah. it. And that's, that's what's super exciting for me. Yeah. I mean, that's what we pride ourselves on is, and, and again, I'm not going to sit here and act like we're perfect, right? We we're intentional about, you know, taking our methodology and applying it daily across all our accounts and seeing what's working and what isn't, and then trying to enhance and improve internally. So it's it's a moving target, right? Like, you know, we all know that, you know, tactics across all these channels change, you know, daily, which keeps sure. things interesting, right? But 
Um, but what I will say is we really pride ourselves on, you know, taking what we've had to learn the hard way over all the years. You know, we've been at this, you know, a long time. So we've we've made a lot of mistakes, but we've, we've learned from them. And, and our goal is to, frankly, take what, you know, historically has taken us about 10 years to kind of like model something and really package it in a, a methodology we can take clients through and compress that down to, you know, like three, you know, three to five years or something, right? And if people will really focus, focus is the key again, Chad. So no more 20 businesses, right? We're going to have to have to maybe like, you know, pare that down a little bit. But um, if people are willing to focus and do the work, right, not only can they you know, have a more successful business, but to what you said, they can have bigger impact. And, um, and that's, uh, we're, we're intentional about who we work with. We call our ideal client mission driven messengers. You know, at the end of the day, we, we don't work with everybody, you know, we're not going to help try to expand the reach of somebody that's divisive and doing a bunch of bad right in this world. Like, and that's kind of alluded to it at the beginning. Um, that's probably one of the most like the biggest joys I get out of what I do is we work with really great people that really care about what they do and they're, they're experts at it and they're just trying to help more people. And, um, and they do it through their business, right. That sells a variety of different products and services, but they believe in what they do and they're, they're, they're qualified to solve real problems for people. And we're trying to just help them scale up how they do that. Right. And how do we, how do we help you help more people? Um, so, but yeah, I mean, it is, you got to follow the process and some people have to learn the hard way, you know, like you're like, Hey, this is what we would recommend. And they, you know, like, it's like, like kids, right? Some kids are like, I'll tell them all day and they're going to do it. And they just going to have to learn the hard way. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're, again, we're honored to, to be on your team and help you keep, keep doing amazing stuff. Hopefully I've outgrown learning the hard way as we, <laughs> as we talk about the process and the strategy for our listeners out there, you know, what are the steps that you go through when you're looking at building a personal brand or, or trying to, you know, turn that into revenue? Yeah. So, um, so think of it at, at a high level as two things. I kind of mentioned this earlier, the reputation formula. So there's kind of two elements you just need to be aware of is what we say results, right? Is like, you got to be good at what you do. Now we don't, um, we're not going to come in and say, Hey, Chad, we're going to help you be a, a better accountant or, you know, like whatever, like that, that's definitely not our place, but you have to be able to deliver results, right? Good results. And then, and then we have to help you reach more people. Um, and so when we, when we look at those two kind of elements, they actually are kind of how our, our curriculum, right? What we call our brand builder journey is architected. So there's a four phase process and phase one is really about how to help you deliver results at scale. How do we just help you kind of optimize how you do what you do so you can do it for more people at scale, right? And so, so phase one kind of breaks down into these three activities. Um, and it's all about how we uniquely brand and position you in the market. So step one is what we call finding your brand DNA. This is where we're going to do some of that stuff I alluded to earlier is like, what's really your uniqueness, right? Like, you know, who, how do we segment the market? Who are you best positioned to serve? What problem are you solving for them, right? How do we position you as an expert through the written word? How do we get clear about your high level messaging that you lead, lead with that clearly communicates 
what you're promising to do for them, all these things that are kind of like foundational to what we would say like your positioning is in the market. And what's kind of cool about the way we do it is we're looking at the business, right? And what's our monetization strategy, things like that. But then we're also looking at the individual and trying to find that cool kind of alignment between Chad, like you are lit up and you are excited about going out and doing this. And this is what we feel like you're uniquely called to do, right? All this stuff. But then also let's make sure that aligns with how the business is going to make money and who the business is best positioned to serve, right? So that alignment between the individual and the business is fundamental. And if you don't get that, that's when you feel like I got my day job and I got my side hustle and that that's not good, right? Like that's, that doesn't feel good. And, and it ultimately leads to a lot of decisions and investments being done that aren't complementing each other, right? So that finding your brand DNA stuff is foundational, but then we say, okay, cool. We're, we're clear on who your best position to serve um, and, and what you're promising to do for them. Like, so I'm solving this problem and this is where I'm promising to take you, right? Like whatever that is. So this is kind of part of taglines and messaging. So the next step of phase one is what we call captivating content. This is where we help you build out your thought leadership content. So it's kind of like, Chad, if you say, hey, I can help do this for you, I'm going to be like, that sounds really good. But like, how do you do it? Like, it almost sounds too good to be true. How do you deliver on your promise? And so, so that captivating content step is where we help build out your methodology or your process, your six steps to whatever, your four, like, Frankly, these four phases I'm taking you through, like we drink our own Kool-Aid, right? Like this, this is our methodology to take you from obscure and nobody knows about you to being a well-known trusted expert, right? And so, um, so this captivating content is where we're going to help take all your insights and expertise, right? Like you're the expert, we're not the accountant expert or whatever, right? But we're going to help you extract it and logically organize it where we can kind of like package it and deliver it at scale. And we can communicate it in a way that people really can clearly understand and follow. And we always like to say, like, I don't care what you're selling and, and how you solve problems for people. If people can't follow, you know, what you're trying to teach them, they're not going to be able to do it. And if they don't do it, they're not going to see any results, right? So knowing how to logically structure all the insights and expertise that are in your brain is kind of foundational to being able to deliver the results that you can deliver at scale, right? And then um, and then the third part of, of kind of phase one is all about how we take a subset of your IP, right? Your thought leadership from captivating content and package it in like a really killer, what we call world-class presentation. Because we know that at the end of the day, the fastest way to take somebody from like a stranger to a raving fan is like a 30, 45, 60 minute killer presentation. And they they could hear that on a stage somewhere. Or they could hear you deliver that as a guest on a podcast, as talking points, you know, through a webinar, right? There's all these mechanisms. But if you don't know how to take a strategic subset of your proven process that delivers amazing results and package it in a really killer talk to hook people and get them to want to take that next step, you're going to have a hard time kind of scaling and reaching more people and pulling them into your ecosystem. So, so that's kind of phase one and I'll, I'll go over the others more quickly, but you know, that's foundational to really how we get organized around how you do what you do and how we start hooking people and delivering results at scale, which is all about, you know, scaling up results. Um, and then phase two through four is really all about reaching more people. So phase two is all about marketing. What's our inbound strategy. So, 
uh, what's best practice to launch a podcast or how do you write good copy that converts or funnels or all, all that nerdy stuff like marketing stuff. And then phase three is all about sales. So what's our outbound strategy? So we get into just best practices of outbound sales because most people think that, you know, like marketing is the pathway to all this stuff. And it's like, sorry about your luck, right? If you're you're trying to get, you know, like early traction and you're relying on marketing, like you're hurry up and wait, right? So it's like people need to understand how to do outbound sales and they need to understand how to do inbound marketing. And so so we get into some of that in phase three. In addition to helping people, like these are some pretty cool parts of our curriculum. One is called bestseller launch plan. So you'd mentioned like Lewis Howes, Ed Milet, Amy Porterfield, some of those things. We have a really ninja strategy around selling a bunch of books and we do it for some of the biggest names in, in the world. And um, that same strategy is all of our clients have access to the same playbook, the same strategy. So if there's some point where it's like, hey, let's take a bring a book to market or multiple books as a way to build authority and reach more people, what are best practices to do that? And then the other part of phase three selling is what we call full keynote calendar. It's like, hey, if you're trying to get paid to speak and you want to get bigger and bigger fees because you're out talking more and you're getting better at it, what's the business of speaking look like? So that would be an optional, you know, like revenue stream in a business, um, but something that, you know, is applicable. And then phase four is all about scaling. So what we say is, hey, let's stay focused on phases one through three. And if we do our work there, then we'll we'll have the opportunity to look at all this stuff in phase four, which is just scaling up the business. So, um, so anyway, I know that's a lot, but kind of help to paint that picture a little bit. Here, I mean, this is like a perfect example of, why you all are so freaking good at what you do. I mean, sprinkling into this thing is like, oh, do you want to have more impact? Oh, do you want some ninja tactics? Oh, <laughs> do you want to scale and like have some awesome like credibility and recognition and make more money? It's like, yeah, I do, I do, I do. It's like <laughs> yeah, the messaging maybe. is so good, man. And just you guys have been able to figure this out and I love it. It's so cool. Um, I, I, you mentioned Raven fans in there also, and that's, um, we, we had the pleasure of having Jesse Cole join us, um, for the stronger business summit back a few months ago. And, mm -hmm. you know, he wrote a book around raving fans and things and just really listening to him about they've grown this massive empire and have spent essentially zero marketing dollars. It, it's, it's all yeah. about, you know, scalability and, creating Raven fans. And, you know, that's kind of your marketing force. And I, I love that approach of just being strategic and consistent and being really good at what you do and serving really well. Um, all right. So my biggest fear behind this, I love what I do. I've been doing this a long time. I care so much about impact and customers and reputation and serving at a high level. My initial like heartburn is like, what if I grow so fast, I can't back it up on the back end? Uh, you know, what's yeah. that's a huge like fear of mine of having reach or scalability. I'm like, I don't know that I can deliver on the back end to keep up with how much we could drive on the front end. Is that a common fear? Is that something you guys run into a lot? Well, I, no, I'll go ahead and tell you no. Like most, <laughs> most, most people like, I mean, that's going to be a good problem to have is like, man, I'm able to drive traffic really quickly. And I, you know, most people are like, hey, man, I, I'm actually better than most people at this, but I, I'm not the most well known. And so it's hard for me to 
to get the reach, right? They struggle on the reach side of the equation. So they are well known and then they have that traffic and then they have to scale up the fulfillment, right? How do we deliver results at scale? So um, what I would say is, like you need to think about that and that, that that first step that finding your brand dna where we're working out the monetization strategy for your business what we do is we have something called the golden grid and 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 it helps us understand priorities when it comes to the monetization strategy and we we map that in a short term what are our short-term priorities for making money and then what are our long-term priorities and a big part of that is you know in the long term is how do we how do we get even better and better traction in the short term to get good product market fit, right? Um, but then how do we scale this? What's our strategy to start packaging what we do and how we do it in slightly different formats to be able to deliver it at scale while continuing to keep quality high? And so that's just, you know, but you have to have a scaling strategy and, and some people, they they have to do like deliver time for money in the short term because that's just like how you get to market quickly how you get market feedback how you iterate and get good product market fit but at the end of the day it's hard to scale a business that's heavily based on trading time for money right you're just you're having to scale up people and people aren't the easiest thing to to onboard as well as manage and keep right so so i think that's some of the cool work we do is saying like what are some creative ways to to still do what you do, but do it for more people, but do it in a way that has better margins and it's not as much time for money. Um, but you have to have that figured out because at the end of the day, right, you don't want the wheels to fall off this thing um, once you are well known and you're able to drive a lot of traffic and it's because that's going to blow up in your face, right? It's just, yeah. and that's where the reputation takes a dive. We we, I'll bring this up because you kind of alluded to it, but that results times reach equals your reputation, right? There's people that deliver amazing results and they're known by a ton of people. They have big reach, right? They would have a big positive reputation. Well, what's what's the another scenario, right? They're known by a ton of people, so they have a big reputation, but they do crappy work, right? They have bad, they deliver bad results. That's a big negative reputation. And, and we definitely don't want you to have that, Chad. So um, so you have to figure out like, okay, as you're able to reach more people and more people know you and think of you as an expert and your business, by the way, right? How do we make sure we continue to deliver results at a high level? So so we maintain, you know, a, a big positive reputation as as things scale up, right? So you just kind of have to have a strategy around it. And every business is different, but there are proven, you know, options for different ways to monetize and more scalable way to look at. Um, you just have to figure out which one's the best fit for who you're trying to serve and how you do what you do. Yeah, I love that. That's, that's That helps kind of frame it for me. And especially you talked about, you know, kind of price point and different things. And I think that's the beauty of supply and demand. If, if you get unbalanced, then a lot of times that you kind of let you know from a pricing model standpoint or, or a model approach of kind of how you're which customers your is your ideal customer? You start changing things. I, I hope between always being focused on that price model side for us and spending a lot of time around training for future growth. Um, we spent I spent the entire first quarter. One of my biggest 
metrics and measurables and scorecard on a weekly basis was building a really high level training program. Mm. And so I spent 12 weeks, um, a few hours a week building this program. And then we have two new hires with, with high level tax experience starting Monday, um, here in a few days, which is super exciting that are going to go through that for the first time and learn, Hey, this is, this is how you do things our way. And, and this is kind of our difference and kind of yeah. how you take your knowledge and experience and plug them into our system. And so that's always a place for me where I'm, I'm, I'm almost scared from a growth standpoint because I want to protect the back end and make sure we can always deliver on, I don't want to get on stage and say, we can do all this awesome stuff. And it'd be a bunch of BS because we're too busy on the back end to deliver on that. Yeah. I'm like, that's my worst fear. Yeah. Well, what's interesting, and I just want to dig a little deeper into this because I think it'll be a good dot to connect for the listeners. But if you think about what you just described, right, you said, you know, this inside now, like, you know, your business inside out, you could do it in your sleep almost, right? But you have to, you have to tr be able to transfer that knowledge to other people to scale up. Well, what is that, right? I mean, like that's the captivating content part of our curriculum is like, how do we take what's in your head, right? Like, and so if you think about it, hey, you you take your clients through a process, right? To deliver these great results, yep. but you no longer need to be the only person taking people through the process. You have to train other people. But if, if we haven't logically organized and structured your process, let alone all the supporting details, it's going to be hard for you to document and capture that and then seamlessly transfer that to new people you're hiring and then be able to deliver results at the same level through other people, right? And so that's what's kind of cool. Some of our clients, right, they're, they're building out processes and methods that clients like go through themselves. Like, Hey, I want to, I want to be more fit. Right. Well, first thing you got to do is watch what you eat. Then you got to move. Then you got to get my, you know, like whatever it's like, they, they have their knowledge packaged in a way where it's like people on the outside do it themselves. In your case, I'm not going to do my own taxes. Right. Like, you know, but, but that's why we say that that captivating content part of phase one is foundational to just be able to scale up results, right? And it and it takes shape in a lot of different ways, but you just went through that, right? And and naturally if your if your stuff was a mess, I'm not saying it was, but like if it was a mess, then that's going to make it harder for those new hires, right, to understand and then be able to repeat. And so, you know, being able to take your insights and expertise and logically structure them is really the foundation to having bigger impact. I don't care what kind of business you're in. I love it. And that's the key for me has continued to be able to continue to funnel down who my ideal customer is and then refusing to serve anybody else outside of my ideal customer, because now I can create a training program because I'm teaching one thing that serves every type of client that's right for us. And so it, it makes training it. so much easier. It makes messaging so much easier. Um, if I'm putting out a message on Instagram or YouTube or whatever it may be, I'm speaking to one client and it, and that is, is who we serve. And I man, I'm so excited to go on this journey with you and, and your company and just for, to keep the listeners of our podcast updated as we go through it, it's going to be awesome. The timing could not be better for me. Right now, I've got things funneled down, and it's not quite as big of a mess. I've got less of a mess than I've ever had in my life. Right yes. now, we've got 
you know, Brown and McCook, uh, the tax firm, that is, that is everything I'm passionate about, everything I love. And, and we serve entrepreneurs and business owners and that's it. And we, you know, we, we save people thousands on their taxes and make it stress-free for them. I have Stronger Business, this brand, the Stronger Business podcast, you know, it's serving entrepreneurs and business owners, but it's kind of cloudy and different. And then I have my what I call my personal brand and my Instagram handle, Serial CFO. And so I'm warning our audience right now, you're probably going to see some changes. I don't even know if this podcast will have the same name in a month or two or six months. I don't know what's going to happen, but there will be some things you'll see changing and it's going to be a lot of fun. And I, I know enough now to know I'm very coachable and Jeremy, whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to run with it. And uh, it's going to be fun for for everybody to join in and kind of see this. And this is a perfect, you know, time to have this episode with you as we dive into this year long or multi-year journey together and, um, and just see those changes. And, and that brings us to my favorite part of the podcast. This is what I love. I'm a tactics guy. Tell me something I can go do. Tell me a takeaway. What can make a difference in my life or in my business right now? It is our max out moment for all of our listeners, Jeremy. If you could give them one piece of advice, if they didn't remember anything else we talked about today, one thing I could go out this weekend and do or change or listen to or think about, what would that be, man? Yeah, I mean it's such it's such a good question, but also a tough one, right? To come up Absolutely. with something. Um, yeah, I, I'll give you a little bit here. So I would say remember at the end of the day that people do business with I mean, yeah, people do business with people, right? And and so this idea of how do you person how do you inject more personalization into the business is going to be a foundational thing to to just help differentiate yourself from the competition. And, and the first thing I would, I would challenge you to do to kind of like take some steps down that path is um, if, if, you're, if you're already clear on your ideal client, which that's probably a, a pretty kind of like elementary exercise, I hope you are, and Chad's done an amazing job at this, like really being disciplined. So what I would say is like, hopefully you got that done. So, you know, kind of your ideal client that I want you to dig a little bit deeper. And I want you to say like, you solve a lot of problems for them, which is great through the products and services you sell. But I want you to distill it down to what is the core problem? We call it the one word problem. And this is the core problem that if you looked at what we would say, like the problem word cloud, there's a lot of problems you solve for them. But if you really take a close look at it, there's something that's kind of a root issue. And all those other problems are almost like symptoms of it. And, 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 and if you solve that problem, then you, then you see relief from those symptoms, right? Um, so see if you can't zero it in on the one word problem. And what's so cool about this, you may say, well, this seems like a stupid exercise or whatever. But, but what I will tell you is there is so much power that comes from being clear on not only who you're best positioned to serve, because we often like to say you're most powerfully positioned to serve the person you used to be. Um, and that's not always going to be the case based on your business and what you do, but there's a lot of truth in that. Um, so it's like, what is that one word, like that core problem you solve for them? And, and not only will it help you kind of from a sales marketing perspective, but this is probably the priceless benefit from it. It starts giving you a lot more purpose personally, right? When you have that clarity on like, 
this is why we do what we do. Like, and we do a lot of things, but this is the core problem we go out and solve for the people that we are best positioned to uniquely serve. And that's why we do what we do, because we know that they are struggling with a lot of things, but until we go out and address this core issue, they're not going to get relief from all that. And then naturally you have your products and services and your methodology, which are all of these solutions to the problem that you're trying to get them to, to want to buy from you, right. To see relief. But there's a lot of power that comes from that exercise, both personally and professionally. So um, it's a fun one to maybe think about. It's not easy, but but it's it's one that there's a lot of impact there. Well, man, I, I started this episode out setting the bar pretty high, and I don't know what our audience expected, but not only was this amazing, we wrapped this thing up with priceless advice and information that is i mean what else could you ask for in a podcast i mean this has been so awesome jeremy it's been amazing uh our, our audience the the tips the tactics the things we learned here is is truly going to be life-changing where do people find you at um where do they follow you guys how do they connect if they want to learn more follow along and just kind of check out what all y'all have going on yeah, I mean, you can go to brandbuildersgroup.com if you want to just check out our website. And I'm out on social, all the platforms. The Jeremy Weber is my handle across all of them. Uh, so there's you know different ways to go. Just check out stuff if you want to dig a little deeper. What I would say, this is something we you know we do that's pretty cool. We'll do like a free one hour brand strategy call with anybody that's just like, hey, this is kind of interesting. I want to explore it a little bit more. Maybe you decide to work with us or not. Right? That's not the intent of the call. We'll do an hour of strategy with you just to understand what your goals are, what you're struggling with, and try to just help you kind of like think through some 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 strategic adjustments. So if you want to, you know, kind of do one of those calls, you can go to freebrandcall.com forward slash JW. Uh, that's freebrandcall.com forward slash JW. And, um, and then you just request the call there and you'll get to talk with one of our strategists. So, um, so yeah, check it out if that's of interest. Otherwise, just, you know, check out our website or me on social. Man, I, I could not recommend enough. All of you other listening, go do that. Go out this weekend, identify your ideal customer, and identify the single root problem that you solve, the most important thing you solve inside of your business. And that that is your takeaway. That is your max out moment. I hope you all have an awesome week. Continue to follow along on the Stronger Business Podcast, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Stronger Business Podcast. We're excited to come to you again next week with more tools and tactics to help you get stronger in your business and in your life. Check us out on Instagram at Stronger Business or follow us uh, on our website at StrongerBusiness.com. Have an awesome rest of your day and we'll see you next week.